We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dan Landing and the Ducks just signed the best recruiting class that Oregon football has ever seen. We're giving our final thoughts on the 2024 recruiting class on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Wednesday, January 10th, 2024, and we got another recruiting-focused episode for you guys. The college football season may be over. Michigan defeated Washington in the national championship on Monday night to cap a perfect season. but. As you guys know, if you follow college football recruiting or if you follow been following me for a while, recruiting never stops. So there will be no offseason because the news keeps coming, the recruits keep coming, and we're going to be taking our focus from the 2024 class to the 2025 class, the rising seniors, uh, current juniors that are going to be the next focus for Dan Landing and the Ducks and many coaching staffs across the country. But before we do that, feels like a great time to give our final thoughts, my final thoughts, on Oregon football's 2024 recruiting class. So, as you guys know, the early signing period has come and gone. That was December 19th through the 21st, or maybe it was the... The dates aren't even that relevant, but it was last month, right before the Christmas holiday and there was a three-day period, and Oregon was able to sign every one of their verbal commitments in the 2024 class. 20, 26 total recruits put pen to paper, and there were some fireworks at the very end of it. So it was an exciting time during the early signing period. The Ducks were able to pull off some flips, which we'll talk about on today's episode. But I recently got back from San Antonio, Texas, where I spent almost an entire week at the Adidas All-American Bowl, getting to go to Trinity University and the Alamo Dome to cover practice, and then the Adidas All-American Bowl, of course, this past Saturday. I'll be honest, I focused on the West team because that is 
where I am based and where most of the, all of the Oregon recruits were actually on the West team, all six of their signees, as well as one big target that we're going to talk about. So going to get into a little bit of my thoughts from San Antonio and some of the signees that were out there. One outlier, or I guess I could say remaining target for Oregon in the 2024 class from the high school ranks. And then uh, we'll see what else comes our way. But if that sounds good for you to you guys, let's kick back, relax, and talk some Oregon football recruiting. Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're heading into work and you're just looking for something to listen to. Either way, I'm just happy to have you guys along to talk some duck football recruiting with yours truly. So uh, one last note before we get into it. it's I don't know how other people view it, but I've always viewed the current high school year So 2024, the current seniors in high school that are going to be starting their college careers um, if they haven't already started, but this upcoming school year, right? A lot of these guys are enrolling early. I've always viewed the 2024 class, the prep guys and the transfer portal guys as the same class. So anyone that Oregon gets from the portal now is going to be a part of the 2024 class, in my opinion. And that's how a lot of these class pages are actually laid out. But Let's just get into some numbers here. 26 signed letters of intent for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. According to the 247 sports rankings, the Ducks have the number five overall class in the country, the number six class on the composite rank, and the number 23 class in the transfer portal. So lots of different rankings, but this is going to go down as the best class that Oregon has ever seen. I believe the highest finish for them. Prior to that was in the 2019 recruiting class where I swear this number is different than the last time I looked at it, but they're at number eight overall and number seven on the composite. But that was the class that featured Kayvon Thibodeau as well as Mikel Wright, Jonah Tawanu'u, Micah Pittman, Mace Funa, guys like that. So that's kind of the, that was the previous standard for Oregon football recruiting. And now we're looking at a new standard here in 2024 so let's get into the 2024 class i think where i want to start it is the top remaining guy that is still on oregon's board here in the 2024 class and that is burley idaho wide receiver gatlin bear got to see bear out in san antonio for the first time uh in terms of just getting to actually evaluate him and see him with my own two eyes And really, I think as we roll some senior highlights here, if you're watching on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, one of the things that really impressed me about Bear, I think, first of all, physically, he's a pretty, a pretty big wide receiver, six foot two, 190 or so pounds, maybe 195 pounds. But the biggest thing with him I I took away throughout the week was he is not just a speed guy. He is so much more than just a speed guy. He had really, really strong route running against some of the best defensive backs that the country has to offer and showcased some pretty good hands as well. Um, He is someone that I was impressed with all week, and I think this was a big event for him because coming out of the state of Idaho, it's not necessarily a state that's known for producing top-end college football talent on a year-to-year basis. So when you get a guy from Idaho, you're kind of curious, how is he going to stack up with guys from California, Texas, Florida, Georgia, whatever it is. But I think Gatlin Bear more than proved that he's able to hold his own against a lot of these top guys nationally during the week out in San Antonio. And I continue to be impressed by what he can do 
as a wide receiver. And I also had a really nice interview with Gatlin Bear. And I think that was one of the highlights of my trip, just because he had been a recruit that was, um, you know, a little bit hard to get a hold of. Um, that's not that's not a slight to him at all. You know, everyone's kind of got different ways of of managing their recruitments, and and I know, um, uh, yeah, that's just how that's just how it went. So I was excited to get out there in person and and you know get to be in front of him and, and have a conversation with him. Awesome kid, super super kind, answered all of my questions. Um, and was just, you know, a real pro about everything. So right now, Gatlin Bear is down to a final two of Oregon and Michigan. He is planning to sign with one of those two schools come the traditional or late signing day in February. I Googled it today, and I believe it is February 7th. So that's the plan right now for Gatlin Bear. I asked him about both schools, and, and he had great things to say about both schools, as you would expect to be the case whether it's Dan Lanning, Junior Adams, and just the, the Oregon program as a whole. Um, he's really enjoyed getting recruited by the Ducks uh, in this 2024 recruiting cycle. But I think where things get more interesting for Gatlin Bear is the fact that he's going to be taking a two-year mission trip. And, and Oregon hasn't traditionally been super involved with, with uh, high school recruits that take mission trips. Um, so that's just kind of an interesting side note as we look at this recruitment. But I think the other, so he wouldn't be playing college football until he is, uh, until 2026, when he is back from that mission, which I believe is going to take him out to Dallas, Texas. Um, that was a co according to his coach, uh, Cameron Anderson, when I spoke to him uh, a little over a month ago, but he was also out at the Adidas All-American Bowl and I got to meet him. Uh, so that was fun. But taking that two-year mission trip and we have to talk about the elephant in the room as far as Michigan goes, right? 15 and 0 2023 season national champions winning over Washington. But the big elephant in the room is what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh. Is he going to stay in and in Ann Arbor and coach for his alma mater in the Wolverines? Or is he going to take an NFL job? I know that the, Chargers have been a, a, a um, I almost said a school, a, a team that has a head coaching vacancy and, and maybe one that could get linked to, to Harbaugh or maybe even the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick's still over there, but there's been a lot of rumblings throughout the season, the, the struggles that they've had, if they maybe want to move on from him. So there's always been that, that lure of the NFL for Harbaugh. There's always been that the the flirting with the NFL, whether, you know, I think he interviewed with the Vikings this past off season. So that's kind of always been there. And Gatlin said he wasn't going to speculate on that, but he's just kind of, you know, operating off of what Harbaugh has told him. Didn't really get into specifics there, but he didn't think that that Harbaugh was going to leave. Um, so really professional with how he answered that one. But it seems like he's going to wait to see what Harbaugh's ultimate decision is, whether he wants to remain at Michigan or if he's going to indeed head to the NFL before he makes his final decision signing between Oregon and Michigan. Uh, he talked about how he just wants to have all the available information when he goes to make that decision. So a very calculated young man when it comes to finding out what school is best for him. So let's just talk about what a commitment for from Gatlin Bear would mean for Oregon. This is already a really, really good wide receiver class. We talked about those flips on signing day that they were able to get. Jeremiah McClellan out of St. Louis, Missouri, flipped from Ohio State to Oregon. 
and then Ryan Pelham out of Long Beach, California, just about 10 minutes up the road from me here in Long Beach at Millican. He flipped his commitment from USC to Oregon. His uncle, of course, a longtime linebacker coach, Don Pelham, for the Ducks, still currently lives in Eugene, so he's going to be able to be close to family uh, up there in the Northwest. And he has actually already enrolled early, ab- along with a bunch of other 2024 signees. And then you also have Dylan Gresham out of San Jacinto, California. And then you have Jack Ressler out of Santa Ana, California. So they already have some really good pieces there at the wide receiver spot. They've also been looking at a couple of guys in the transfer portal. We know Evan Stewart was on campus, the Texas A&M wide receiver, former five-star recruit. He was on campus this past weekend. And then it looks like there's been some rumblings that Liberty transfer wide receiver CJ Daniels could also be making his way out to Eugene for a possible visit. So Catlin Bear would be an absolute cherry on top. Might be an understatement to call him a cherry on top in a loaded wide receiver hall for the Ducks. You could even look at it as a very strong start to the 2026 recruiting class, right? That was kind of what I was talking about in terms of just uh, just how this isn't a dynamic that Oregon recruiting has typically um, really dealt with when it comes to recruiting players that, that are going to go on Michigan uh, on mission trips, not Michigan trips, mission trips. So um, Gatlin Bear is going to continue to be that big name that you have to watch if you're a fan of Oregon football recruiting. I'm going to try to do my best to keep you guys updated there on what's going on with that recruitment, but a little bit less than a month away from a final decision, it looks like, for 2024 Burley, Idaho wide receiver Gatlin Bear. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, coming at you guys on Wednesday morning, January 10th. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That is, like the video for me and subscribe to the channel. Recently passed 3K and just trying to continue growing this channel, growing this community, and bring you guys the latest and greatest in Oregon football recruiting. 
So given some final thoughts on the 2024 class for Oregon, there are two guys that I want to talk about real quick off the top here that I was able to see in San Antonio, and that is Braden Platt and Kamar Matuti. There's not a ton I have to say about those guys just because I have seen them myself in person multiple times before. I want to try to focus on some of the other guys that I haven't gotten to see in person before, but Braden Platt continues to look like a dude. He really does. The linebacker out of Yelm, Washington, 6'1", 220, 222 pounds. He just moves really, really well. Uh, I love his coverage ability. I love his explosiveness, his lateral quickness. I think he is probably the linebacker that I'm the most confident could see early playing time from this Oregon 2024 recruiting class. Uh, Pretty soft-spoken guy, uh, but he is definitely someone that I think wants to step into that leadership role at Oregon and and just kind of lead by example. So he is everything you're looking for in, in an inside or middle linebacker at the college level, and I continue to be super excited about what he presents when it comes to his potential. Um, and, and that's a guy that you have to keep an eye out for. Kamar Matuti was another one that I wanted to hit on here on the podcast. I actually had a really, really good interview with him, uh, the 2024 linebacker signee out of Southern California, my neck of the woods, uh, Los Alamitos High School. He was out there at the Adidas All-American Bowl, and it was kind of cool to think back on his story. I love the story aspect of recruiting. He was at Campbell Hall High School in, in Studio City, California, his junior year when he got the offer from Oregon. I actually first saw Kamar Matuti at the National Combine, which is this massive, massive recruiting event that is held in San Antonio the day before the Adidas All-American Bowl. That was where I was able to get some clips of 2025 Oregon wide receiver commit Adrian Wilson got an interview uh, over on Ducks Digest with him. If you haven't read that yet, but Kamar Matuti, that was the first time, first place I heard about him at the 2022, or I guess the 2023 National Combine in San Antonio. And then he got his offer from Oregon and Carlos Lachlan shortly thereafter. And then he told me he was running through the halls of Campbell Hall, just super fired up and excited to have that opportunity. And then just to, to be back in San Antonio, he was at the combine talking about how he wanted to just kind of, he was picturing himself in this game. So it was just a totally full circle moment for him to come back to San Antonio almost exactly a year later to be playing in the game as an Adidas All-American. And he is a guy who continues to look the part, certainly from a physical standpoint. I think he also has that frame that you're looking for, 6'2", 6'3", right around 230 pounds. So Oregon and the rest of the defensive staff, they're they're getting these guys to college pretty much with college-ready frames, uh, at least all three of these guys uh, at the linebacker core. I think Dylan Williams is, is a little bit lighter of the, the linebackers that we've seen, 6'2 or so, 210 pounds at a Long Beach Poly. But he is another guy. I'm excited about all of those linebackers, but just a cool little tidbit, just a cool little story uh, about um, – Kamar Matuti out there and uh, in San Antonio. And then another guy that I was excited to see for the first time and, and get to meet and talk to was Durant, Oklahoma defensive lineman, Zadavian Sims. You see this guy and he is just huge, like huge. And just that's probably the, the bet, like, you know, well-built frame. He's listed at 6'3", 6'4", right around 290 pounds. And he's actually pretty young for his year. So that's a guy who is really a raw prospect, but 
I, I remember there were a couple times throughout the week when I was just watching him in some one-on-one reps or in some some drills against opposing offensive linemen where he just struck his guy and just knocked him back like it was almost effortless. So that guy is going to have a lot of raw power. I remember I was talking to him about his his the plan for him at the next level, and he was saying that Tony Tuioti told him that there's power defensive linemen and then there's finesse defensive linemen and Davian Sims is a whole lot of power, prides himself on getting to the quarterback. I think he's going to be able to, to move around along that defensive line, um, maybe start more in the interior, but have some ability to kind of go outside. He also mentioned that Brandon Dorless is kind of the role that they're looking to have him um, play in that defense once he gets to Oregon. He's actually already in Eugene now. Again, another one of those early enrollees that went straight from the All-American Bowl to Eugene. So he is a really, really exciting prospect. I think that Oregon right now, they have a needle on the defensive line, and they're probably going to try to look to fill that through the portal to some degree. But it's recruiting guys like Zadavian Sims in the 24 class, like um, Terrence Green, for example, in the 2023 class, just huge, huge dudes that come to college physically ready and then now it's just about getting things right between the ears and getting the execution at the level you need it to be, getting in the playbook. I don't know if Zadavian's necessarily a guy that I see playing super early, but he is someone that I'm super excited about just for him to get around some college coaching and, and be playing with guys that are at his level on a more regular basis, right? Iron sharpens iron, good against good, that type of idea, that type of thinking. So he's someone I'm super excited about. And and he was actually pretty locked in to go to Oklahoma. After all, he was the number one prospect in the state of Oklahoma, although he was born in Alabama and played his college football in the state of Texas. He split his time two years in Texas and then two years in Oklahoma. But what we know about Brent Venables and the Sooners is that they don't let the top prospect leave the state without a fight. And that was definitely a fight that the Ducks had to get themselves into. Wasn't even really supposed to get out to Oregon, but long story short, he did. And he was kind of telling me, I remember in the interview, he was saying, I'm paraphrasing here a bit, but he was saying more or less, I don't know how someone could come out to Eugene, visit this place and not want to come here to play their college football. So it's kind of, it makes you think, you know, Oregon almost sells itself. There's clearly a lot more work that has to be done, but that, that visit, when you can get those guys out there, it is game changing. He talked about the the pedigree of the staff. He talked about the facilities and just how he thought at the end of the day that that was going to give him the best path to the NFL. So Zadavian Sims is another guy that I'm super excited about. How about we stay on the defensive line? Let's talk about one of Oregon's newest commits that I was also very excited to see in person for the first time. Fairfield, California, our Mio defensive lineman. Jericho Johnson, Jericho, Jericho, Jericho Johnson is one of the, you know, nasty big bodies in the trenches that the Ducks have in this class. And he chose the Ducks over competing offers from USC, Utah, and Washington. And he is super, I mean, maybe not super explosive, but I think he's, he's, he told me that he wants to mirror his game after Aaron Donald, who's one of the most dominant defensive players that the sport has seen in recent years. Um, I think that you see some explosiveness there. I mean, of course you just like, look at, look at this guy isn't the biggest offensive lineman. So I don't want to freak out too much, but 
Just look at how he just bull rushes this guy and then just shucks him to the side like it's nothing with one arm. I think you get this guy in the weight room with Wilson Love and the rest of that staff, and you just watch him go to work because obviously he has a huge, huge ceiling. I think one thing that's maybe interesting to know, he said he was about 6'2 and some change and, and maybe right around 350 when he checked in at the All-American Bowl. I was actually talking to one of his coaches after, and I heard he was in the neighborhood of 360 pounds. So this guy is definitely going to have to uh, trim down some of his weight once he gets to Oregon, just to make sure that all that weight is good weight. But that being said, I don't think that makes me any less high on Jericho Johnson's upside and potential once he gets to the college level. I think that you you see him as a guy that has really strong hands, uh, long arms. This is what you want in a defensive lineman. Then this it's this caliber of a recruit that is going to make Oregon a competitor in the Big Ten for years to come. Dan Lanning knows that you have to win at the point of attack, and Jericho Johnson is a guy that helps you do that. And all throughout the week, and then especially at, at looking at his tape, I feel like there's just you see him absorb that initial shock, that initial shot from the offensive lineman, and then he just keeps progressing and moving his way into the backfield, squeezes through, squeaks through, finds a way into the backfield, whether it's against the run or against the pass. This is absolutely one of the guys I'm most excited about here in the 2024 class for Oregon. I've said it in the past. There was a point where I thought this was going to be either you get Aiden Breland or you get Jericho Johnson. Now Oregon is in the situation where they signed both. So I think that just speaks to the tremendous job that this staff did recruiting Jericho Johnson. But Kid always had a smile on his face, was just awesome to interview. He said he wants to get to Eugene and get involved with the community and give back. So he checks all the boxes, and I'm super excited about Jericho Johnson once he gets to Oregon. Another guy that we got to talk about that was out in San Antonio this past week was Aaron Flowers out of Forney, Texas. He's ranked as one of the top safeties in the country. 247 Sports Composite has him at the number seven spot for the safeties group. Number 71 nationally. This is a guy that the Ducks were able to get over Oklahoma and, and USC and Alabama. Those were some of the other schools that were involved here. And I was excited to see him because there had been so much hype with him, even from a distance throughout the year, making a deep run to the Texas State playoffs. And then I wanted to see how he stacked up with top guys from across the country. We know Texas has some really good players, obviously, but I wanted to see how he did against those guys from florida and the south like the deep south and he was just a standout guy all week long tremendous ball skills i like the 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 way he moves his fluid hips the the mobility that he has um just always kind of being around the ball and you could tell by watching him that he has a great feel for the game so aaron flowers is certainly someone that i'm super excited about i feel like i'm saying that about everybody but i mean these guys are all americans and they're special for a reason he uh was actually with oregon i believe for um for the bowl practice and then he went out to san antonio for the adidas all-american bowl before getting back out to oregon i could be wrong I don't know, because I thought I saw a tweet of his dad uh, moving him in. So maybe he didn't enroll with the team for uh, for practice. But either way, the dude's going to be really good at Oregon, I think. And you can see that there's a clear path to playing time for the Ducks at safety, seeing that they're losing Steve Stevens. They're losing Evan Williams. They're um, 
They are also losing Brian Addison. So they have Tysheem Johnson and then Kobe Savage comes in from Kansas State. But there's a need at safety, and, and, and I think that Aaron Flowers could find himself on the field sooner rather than later. Don't forget, the Ducks also assigned Tyler Turner and Cody DeCambra in the 2023 recruiting class. So the other guy that I wanted to talk about before we wrap up today's episode is 2024 Vancouver, Washington, evergreen offensive tackle, Fox Crater. He was a little bit of a late addition to the All-American Bowl roster for the West, but of the interviews that I've done, I got a cough here, excuse me. Of the interviews that I did in San Antonio, he was a guy that I really enjoyed talking to because as I plug in my laptop here, don't want to be dying mid-podcast. He's a guy that I'm excited about because he really feels like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. His senior season didn't really end the way he wanted to, kind of had to battle through injury. You could tell that he was a little bit lighter than he wanted to be out at the the All-American Bowl practices. He said he's at he was at 285 when he's usually around 300, 305. So it's not going to be a problem for him to add that weight. He's originally from Lubbock, Texas, um, and moved out to Washington when uh, I think one of his parents got a job, I believe it was that he told me, but like he, he said, when I was just asking him kind of what he wants people to know about him, what he wants Oregon fans to know about him. He's like, I'm standing on business. I'm here. You know, you're going to be hearing my name type of a deal. So he is someone who's heading to Eugene with a great mentality. He wants that leadership role. Um, and was honestly one of the biggest wins of this recruiting class, I think. He was the second guy to commit to this class, and he hopped in the fold in November of 2022, and just ever since he committed, the stock just kept rising and rising and rising. You saw all these major programs from across the country, uh, SEC, ACC, Big 12, they were all hopping in with offers, and Fox Trader did take some of those visits, but he told me that he just kept coming back to Oregon, just kept comparing it to Oregon and asking himself, is this better than Oregon? It's not? All right, Oregon's the place for me. So he never wavered on his commitment, and he is someone that is really fired up to be a duck. Spoke very highly of both Adrian Clem and Alik Terry. I thought that was notable from his interview, just talking about how he really understood that Adrian Clem had to do what was best for him, doing his thing in the NFL, but he is fired up. Boy, is he fired up to play for a league, Terry, uh, along that offensive line. And how could you not be? You know, a Joe Moore Award finalist um, in the 2023 season, just amazing group. Little to no drop-off from 2022 to 2023. I think that's amazing. Um, and while Fox Prater maybe isn't a guy that I think is going to play super early, especially because of the guys they already have there now, I think he could be a very, very quality depth piece for the Ducks while he works his way into that starting rotation down the line. But just to wrap this one up, I mean, I've been covering Oregon football recruiting for, this is going to be my sixth year now. And for Dan Lanning to get to this point in the 2024 recruiting cycle, where he's signing the best class that Oregon has ever seen. It's, it's special. It's really special because you had that quote from Scott Frost of, it's hard to recruit to Eugene or you can't recruit to Eugene, whatever the, whatever it was, but it's been done before, but Dan Lanning is really showing that you can recruit to Eugene. I feel like he's leveraging all the, all the great things that Oregon has to offer the, the brand, um, the innovation, 
the which is interesting because innovation is one that comes up a little bit more recently because it it has a history but it's not as storied as some of these blue blood programs right so for them to hit this point hit his stride and do something that no other Oregon coach has been able to do and just his second full recruiting cycle at Oregon is pretty insane so major tip of the cap to Dan Landing and the rest of this Oregon coaching staff and recruiting staff I mean, and that's another thing, like Dan Lanning is doing an amazing job, but you got to give some props to the rest of this Oregon staff, whether it's the assistant coaches, uh, player personnel, recruiting staff, like there is just a huge, huge group that goes into signing these guys, getting them to get offers, getting them in front of getting their film in front of these Oregon coaches and then going out on the road and flying all over the country to, to do these in-home visits and make sure nobody flips like. It was just an absolute grind. I think I could spend an entire episode just talking about that. But for Oregon to get to this point where they are in the top five now, this is exactly where you want to be. Not only is this where you want to be as you make your move to the Big Ten, this is where you want to be every year. That's not easy, but this is where you want to be. This is where you have you know national champion and, and playoff teams recruiting in the top five, your Alabamas, your Georgias, your Ohio States, they are always at or near that top five mark. So it feels like they're getting over a little bit of a hump here, as weird as that is to say, just because they have gotten so many top tier recruits, but two five stars with Aiden Breland and Elijah rushing. That's huge. Uh, they had jury on Dickey last year, and then you get another five star in, in the transfer portal, a former five star in Dante Moore. I think that's huge. You flip Jeremiah McCullen, a receiver of all positions from Ohio State. There's there's so many storylines up and down here. Um, you get virtually all, not all, but most of the top defensive talent from the West Coast is going to be going to Eugene. We're talking about Dakota Fields, Braden Platt, Dylan Williams, Sione Laulea from the junior college ranks, Kamar Matuti. And I mean, and now you're also looking at some of the the top offensive talent with Ryan Pelham. I think that was a really great addition for them this cycle. So there's just so many good players in this class. And I love the balance. You have a great quarterback in Luke Moga. He's got a ton of upside. And I think he was kind of slept on nationally. He was kind of slept on nationally, but I think he really made some noise for himself as a senior. And he is there as an early enrollee. You want to really get those quarterbacks there early for obvious reasons. But I think you set yourself up for long-term success at the quarterback position. And it doesn't really feel like there's any glaring needs from this class. Like I know last year in 23, I thought that they could have done better at linebacker. And then boy, look at the haul they signed this year. And I also think they could have done a little bit better at the offensive line. And I think that they definitely improved with Jaquan McRoy out of Clay Chalkville High School in Pinson, Alabama. He was another guy that really solidified himself out at the Under Armour All-American Bowl in Orlando, going against top pass rushers from across the country. So it's, it's slowly, but surely not that it was bad, but you're continuing to see that improvement year to year. And you're seeing them address the needs in a really, really calculated and exciting way. That's the easiest way that I would put it. So it was really fun getting to cover this 2024 recruiting class, but man, it's like you look at the possibilities in this 2025 class, which is already off to a really good start for Oregon 
headlined by Florida wide receiver Dallas Wilson out of the Tampa area. And then you have an Oregon legacy and Achilles Smith Jr. from San Diego, California, Lincoln. Uh, and then another really good wide receiver, Adrian Wilson out of Pflugerville, Texas. I was able to see him in person, like I mentioned, and that dude is super, super talented. He's going to be hard to hang on to, but the Ducks are in a good spot now. And then you also have Chavez, Sandman, Thompson out of the state of Florida along your offensive line. So good foundation. They're ranked number 11 right now in the 2025 recruiting rankings with four hard commitments. But man, you can't, you can't help but think if you sign the best class in program history in 24, just what are they going to do in 2025? Because you're always tasked in college football. And as a coaching staff, you got to one up yourself and um, you just got to keep improving all the time. So I'm super excited to see what they're able to do in 2025. But history was made on the recruiting trail for Dan Lanning and the Ducks in 2024. Before I get out of here, you guys, do me a favor. Lock in with me on Twitter and Instagram, at mtorissports. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, at Oregon Football Max Taurus, and read all of my written content covering the Ducks over on ducksdigest.com. But until next time, appreciate you guys for stopping by. Appreciate you guys for talking some ball with me. And we will see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.